1: Looking for true joy? You'll find it resting in Jesus, as we'll see today on Times of Refreshing. I think it's safe to say we all look for happiness, but really, true contentment is not found in happiness, but rather joy. So the question is, where do we find this joy that lasts far beyond happiness? Good question, and we've got some good answers. The Joy of His Rest is the title of our message today. This is Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, our teacher and pastor will take us to Matthew chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. Won't you join us? For a look at the joy of his rest, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast.
2: Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 on down to 30. This is a very, very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to address something that I think is so important for us now as uh, as we're going through our daily lives. Our lives are not supposed to be um, overburdened and overtaken with stress, worry, depression, despair, um, anxiety. And you watch this. The culture is going down a road where Uh, everything, and and there's going to be pressure in life. Do not get me wrong. There's going to be pressure. But you do not have to be pressed in the midst of your pressure. There's a place for you in God, and we're going to see this. There's a place for you in God in the midst of all of pressures of life that God wants us to get to. But we see this. Anxiety and worry and stress and fear and despair and hopelessness taking over the culture. Not just in this country, but in other countries all over the world. Everything's a rat race. Everything's, people are just pressing and striving all the time. And there's no peace. Our walk with Christ, saints, listen to me, is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And what happens to us, we're trying to sprint to get to the next location and the next location and the next location. But the scripture says, we walk by faith. And not by sight. Our lives should be filled with, in, with, the, with the, the fragrance of Christ and an enjoying Christ as we journey through life. And yes, God's going to speed you up sometimes. Sometimes he's going to pull you back. And this is a part of life. But saints, have we come to that place of inner rest? I want to talk to you this morning about the joy of his rest. The joy of his rest. Matthew chapter 11. Jesus begins to talk to John the Baptist's disciples and messengers. Jesus, in this same chapter, begins to pronounce woes to the unrepentant cities that he had visited and, and had experienced his ministry. And in verse 25, he says this. He says, at, the same, at that time, Jesus answered and said, verse 25, I thank you. Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. He says in verse 27, All things have been delivered to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor, he says, Does anyone know the Father except the Son? And the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. So I cannot truly understand the Father without the Son revealing Him to me. This is what Jesus came to do. He came to give us a visible picture, tangible. As He's walking through the streets of Jerusalem, He's showing them. He he says, He who has seen me has seen the Father. He says, I'm, I'm here as a representative. And for all of us, there's only one way to the Father, and that is through his Son Jesus Christ. And oftentimes, people, you know, we, we there's no there's only one way to the Father. And that is through His Son Jesus Christ. There are not many ways to God. There is one way. Look at your neighbor and say, it's one way. One way. Tell them there's one way. <laughs> Jesus Himself said You can't even know the Father unless I reveal him to you. And the way in which we're going to get a glimpse and really understand the Father is through Jesus Christ. It's through our intimacy with Jesus Christ. Christ opens the door. He is the door. He is the gate. He opens the way for us to receive revelation of the Father. And he says that. Look at verse 27 again. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. And in the midst of this, he stops and he says something that is critical. He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, And I will give you what? Rest. Rest. This word rest here in the Greek, it means to cease. It means quietness. This word, it means to recreate. And I like this. This word here in the Greek, it means to refresh. I will give you rest. I will cause you to be refreshed. And and all of it is tied to an inner rest. It's not just external. So when we look at this word in the Greek, it's not just reference to external. It's also internal. You can be at home and your body is resting on the couch. But if your mind and your emotions are going, are you really getting rest? Jesus comes to give us an internal rest. And we have to realize that the sabbath and i wrote this down when it comes to the sabbath which is a day of of rest which is important i think we should there should be a, a day where we just chill relax but you have to understand and i have to understand that true rest isn't just a day it is a lifestyle it's not just a day. Now, this is key. and We're going to see this in the scripture. True rest that comes from God is not just a day. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle where you and I, from the inside out, have come to a place of rest. Rest in God's purpose. Rest when it comes to God's plan. Rest when it comes to God's desire for our lives. That we're not wrestling with Jake like Jacob did with God. We're not wrestling with God all the time. And Tavis, Minister Tavis, he talked about this a little bit. We got to learn to say yes to God. And that means yielding to God. That means being humble before God. That means saying, God is not my will, but your will be done. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus had a moment where he started wrestling with God. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. And then he says, nevertheless, thy will be done. He gave in to God's will, his father's will for his life. It's the same thing. This becomes a lifestyle. So whether you're in the grocery store, whether you are in the the mall, whether you're washing dishes, whether you're mowing the lawn. There's an internal rest that you've locked into where there's a peace within. Many people do not have peace within. They're stressing and worrying and and it comes out and they're snapping at you all the time. What you talking about? (laughs) I just asked for a napkin. (laughs) And people, you get around people and they don't, they're fidgety and they, they don't seem like they're just Chill. And you can be, you can be, you can be, you know, at a place where your body is still, but you're not still within. And God is trying to get us to a place where we understand what true rest is all about. Jesus says, come to me. Verse 28. All you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find what? Rest for your souls, your mind, will, and emotions. Your soul. You're going to find rest. He says, for my yoke is easy. He says, and my burden is light. It doesn't mean that we won't have burdens and issues and pressure and things to deal with. He says, but my yoke is easy. My burden is light. What makes it easy, what makes it light is that when we get yoked together with Christ, he empowers us to do work that we could not do in our own strength. Now there's another, there's someone that we're yoked together with that's pulling most of the, and most all of the weight. And we're yielding to him as he's leading and guiding us. What happens is we start thinking that we got to do everything in our own, in our own power. And we start exerting our own force all the time. And we start wanting to take the steering wheel. And we want to drive. And God, you're slow. And God says, I'm, I'm chilling. You're the one stressing. And it's amazing how we're stressing. And we don't even know where we're going. He knows. We don't know. But we're trying to take. Lord, you need to turn left. Can I preach this this morning? Can I preach this this morning? And what happens is we haven't learned just to relax and rest and allow the Lord to give us this internal rest that we're looking for that becomes a lifestyle. When we cease from our striving, we get a quietness about us, this word. We allow God to Creating us a clean heart and to renew the right kind of spirit within us. We get refreshed when we do that. We get refreshed. And God, from an internal standpoint, he gives us a calmness about us. Things, everything around you is going crazy, but you're not going crazy. Everybody on the job is tripping, but you're not tripping. Everybody is worried. We're going down. It's, oh my goodness, we're not going to make it. And we're going to be okay. Is Jesus on the boat? Yeah, he's on the boat. Then if Jesus is on the boat, we're going to be okay. Because Jesus is not going nowhere. If I'm not going nowhere, Jesus is not going nowhere. And I'm just going to stay with Jesus. We'll be fine. Can I have an amen? Amen. My house is going crazy. I'm not going crazy. We're going to be fine. Can I have an amen? amen? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him amen. amen. <laughs> look what he says here. There's three things that we want to talk about here, though, that are key. And Jesus says here in verse 28 on down to 30. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, and I will give you rest. He says, come to me all. Somebody say all. all. He doesn't just say, come to me you who are in bondage and are in sin and do not know the lord because sometimes you can be saved but you are labor and are heavy laden in your life can i have an amen? amen and so he says come to me all he says you who labor and are heavy laden He says, and I will give you rest. And this is the first thing that we have to do. We got to learn to come to him. When it comes to pressures of life, when it comes to stuff, when it comes to issues, when it comes to dealing with life's circumstances, and whether it's in your job, in your marriage, in your home, raising kids by yourself, there's pressure. But we have to learn to do the first thing. And Jesus said, come to me. We got to come to him. We can't come to him with a facade. We can't come to him saying, I got it, Lord. We can't come to him making it seem like we don't need help, but if we but he can help if he wants to, but you really don't need to. But if you need, I'm here. But no, Lord, I'm coming to you because I am laboring and I am heavy laden and I need some rest in my life. I'm coming to Jesus. That means coming to Jesus. That means, that means a lot of times what we do, the first thing that we do is we pick up the phone and we complain to our friend. <coughs> Instead of just, well, you know what, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to go before the Lord. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go before the Lord. I'm going to turn the TV off. Can I have an amen, y'all? I'm going to turn the TV off. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go in my prayer closet. And I'm just gonna sit there and I'm just gonna tell the Lord, I'm coming to you. I've tried Mama Nim, I tried Pookie him. I tried my cousin Juju, and nobody can help me. You know, you got a cousin named Juju. <laughs> you, I, and I'm, nobody can help me. Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm coming to you. He said, Come unto me. Jesus is making this invitation. He said, come here. He said, I know you're tired. Come on. You got a big heavy yoke on you. You're heavy, you're heavy right now. Come on. He says, come to me. He says, all you. That means, that means tongue-talking saints. That means I don't care who you are. I don't care what denomination. He said, come to me. We got to learn to get out of this box. Man, I'm so saved. I don't need nothing. The devil is alive. I'm saved. I need God every day. I need need him right now. Can I have an amen? I need God all the time. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, and I'll give you rest. The first step is I got to come to the Lord. And that's a step of humility. God, I can't. I need help. And then he says this. He says in verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He says, take my yoke. Somebody say yoke. Yoke. He says, take my yoke. And I think this is important because any time, and I talked about this just for a second. But realize when you're yoked together with someone, generally two beasts would be yoked together. And it would be to accomplish a task. And and I like this, it has to be clear, when we're yoked to the Lord, because He's a stronger vessel, He's going to be doing the one that's doing most of the work. But we're, as this is going on, and I like this with, with the Lord, we have to realize that He's also in charge. He supplies the power, but He's also in charge. And I just wrote this down when I thought about being yoked together. There's an element of yielding and submissiveness that we have to have as we walk with Christ. Because sometimes the pressure that we're experiencing is um, it has come about in our life because of decisions that we've made that are totally contrary to God's will for our life. It's unnecessary pressure. But when we learn to yield to the Lord... And we stay yoked to the Lord. And we stay submitted to the Lord. And we're yielding to God continually as we're going to work. Jesus is going to put you and I to work. But He's going to supply the power. And we learn to yield to Him and submit to Him. This is a part of it. A lot of our stress is self-inflicted stress. It's not God. A lot of our pressure... That we experience is because our, our drivenness and our ambitions and our pursuits, they're not spirit-led. We're not being spirit-led. We're being emotionally driven. And in some cases, competition is, is driving us. How did he get that? Well, how did she get that? How did he get that raise on the job? Don't worry about his raise. Stay in your lane. But this is what happened. We start, What? he got a raise. They tripping over here. I might have to get a new job. They're hating on me now. Now, mind starts going. And instead of stopping, I say, well, you know, hey, I'm not going to worry about them. This is one of the things I say. And I hope you guys understand what I mean by this. Stay away from a man's money and his honey. I don't mess with brothers. I, I don't mess with brothers' money. If you're making that money, then praise the Lord. You do your thing, you know, praise God. And I don't mess with a man's honey. I don't, you, that's your girl. You handle your business. And the same thing with the men. Can I have an amen, ladies? But we get in this thing and, and we start, we start pressing and being driven because now we're trying to keep up with this person and competing and then comparing ourselves among ourselves and measuring ourselves by ourselves. And the scripture says when we do things like this, we're not wise. It's a lack of wisdom. God, I'm going to stay in my lane and that way I I get myself out of it. And this happens in the church. There's competition in the church all the time. Church over here competing with that church over there. This person in ministry competing with that person in ministry. And then the next thing you know, it's all on Instagram and Facebook. And it's who, can, who, who did the most this week. That's why a lot of times people come to me and say, Pastor Carl, how me don't put everything? You know, I don't. Listen. I'm not, I'm not involved. I'm, not, I'm just trying to do my job and then get up out of here when the clouds open. Come on now. Can I have an amen? I'm not. What y'all doing over there? Praise the Lord. Man, y'all need help. Y'all want us to pray for you? Yes. Praise the Lord. I'm there for you. But I'm not going to be going all around and then putting everything on Facebook, Twitter, this, that, and the other, trying to keep up with well, who did this? Man, we got 10,000 saved this week. We got 2,000. Oh, man, we got y'all this week. We got, come on, man. People become driven instead of being led. Can I have an amen? amen. Number two, we got to take the Lord's yoke. If you want to enter into His rest, then you have to get yoked to the Lord. You have to get yoked to the Lord. I have to stay yoked to the Lord. And then He says this. He says in verse, 27, uh, verse 29, Take my yoke upon you. He says, and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, learn from me. That's number three. I come to the Lord. I take His yoke and I start learning. I'm learning from the Lord. I'm understanding His way of doing things. This helps to give me a rest, an internal rest within my spirit and in my soul. As I learn to... Come to Jesus. Take His yoke. And then I learn. Lord, I don't know everything about life. I don't know everything about being a husband. I don't know everything about pastoring a church. I don't know everything about being a father. I don't know everything about this job. I need help. I want to learn from you. Teach me. This Bible will tell you about everything that you need to know concerning godliness righteousness life this bible when you learn and sit before the lord he will tell you about your past this word will tell you about your present and it'll give you glimpses into your future when we start to get before the lord he'll speak to us and he'll teach us about things he'll teach us about things that we need to know but unfortunately we don't take enough time to say god teach me how to be a woman of god Teach me how to be a man of God. Teach me how to be a good employee. How can I be an employee that you would want to hire and bless, Lord? Teach me how to be a good employee. Teach me how to be a good father. So many people have, have, and and mother, so many people have grown up in dysfunction. That dysfunction is just giving away to more dysfunction. Dysfunction. And we're just breeding dysfunction. Somebody has to stop in the, in the family and say, I'm breaking that curse today. That curse is broken today. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that, that teaches my young people, my, young, my children, how to be fathers, how to be mothers, how to be good friends. And, and, and what happens is, but what we do is we think we know it all. People come to church and they think they're doing Jesus a favor. <laughs> I'm going to help this church out. I'm going to give them a few bucks here and there, and you know, God knows, you know I've been a blessing. Come on man. You owe God that. Can I have an amen? You owe God that. Gotta lift a man up and gotta chop a man down so fast? Look at your neighbor and tell them, stay humble, stay humble, stay humble. But we learn. Are you a learner? Am I a learner? Do we stop and say, Pastor, I want to learn about everything I need. I know God through his word is going to teach me. Jesus, I want to learn from you.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.